Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Jeff Trenopole, and as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the 513, baby. Now this show and every show is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys, you found the show. Do me a favor, hit that like and subscribe button. I'm up to 661 subscribers. That is awesome. Smash that thumbs up and let's get this thing going. All right, I got a little uh, two-cent rant. And I posed a question out there. Uh, who's to blame? for the offensive line of the Bengals. Well, here's my little two cents on it. Jim Turner, if you want to fire somebody, that might be your guy. His O-line has played terrible. Now, I knew this. The O-line was bad. You knew the O-line was bad. Why did Jim T Turner feel that the Bengals were good at that position? Now, here's some background of Jim Turner. He is in his 26th season overall as a coach, including his fourth in the NFL and his second with the Bengals. Now, with that in mind, he knew General Williams is coming back. He also, he also knew that Bobby Hart was coming back. So they tried to fix it by drafting, or excuse me, signing Xavier Serophilia and drafting Adenogyme but they did nothing else. Why? Now, let's go to the defense where they did some stuff. Now, the Bengals' offseason blueprint has come to life for the defense. The Ratbirds' offense was the reason the Bengals ripped up their defense during the offseason. Defensive coordinator Lou Amaretto switched from a 3-4 to a 4-3, large part because of the speed of the linebackers that they took in this year's draft. Now, Akeem Davis-Gaither got his first start, played really well. Logan Wilson had a heavy responsibility in helping track Lamar Jackson. So they did all that on the defensive side. So apparently, they listened to the coaches. So why did they neglect the O-line so much? You know, they obviously listened to the coaches because, you know, um, and Maruto was like, hey, <laughs> what we're doing ain't working. You know, we got to majorly overhaul what we're doing, change our scheme, change this, you know, change that. You know, now my boy Jeremy on yesterday's show said that Jim Turner came to Zach Taylor and said, we're good. You know, we can win with this offensive line. I'm not sure what he was drinking, but the thing is, you say that and your offensive line performs like this, it's it's unacceptable, completely unacceptable. I mean, you cannot have – I understand if they're better than us and they're getting beat, but when you have missing assignments after missing assignments after missing assignments, now, is that Zach Taylor's fault? Is that Mike Brown's fault? I blame it on the coach who's responsible for that position. That position is the offensive line – to me, that falls on Taylor or uh, Turner. I mean, Jim Turner. That's who I think should lose his job. I mean, you can't go and draft the number one overall pick 
and sign one guy in free agency, when you signed all these guys on the defensive side of the ball and sign one guy for the offensive line and you draft a guy in a dinner giant, the fifth round who apparently, you know, he hasn't seen the field and he must be really bad or not picking it up because since Serfia got hurt, it's been a revolving door at the right guard spot. I mean, they've thrown everybody out there. I mean, Redmond, they released him. He came from them. They picked him back up onto the practice squad. He jumped over a Denajai and started, you know, two weeks ago. Well, he started last, this past week, too, and didn't make it through the whole, whole game. So that's my point. You're basing what you're going to draft and who you're going to sign and who is on your offensive line by your coach's input, your coach's what they say, you know, I can work with this guy. We can coach him up. He, he's on the right track, yada, 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 whatever, you know. I mean, Jim Turner has missed, and and I know he's only been here two years, but last year, come on, people, you knew it and I knew it that the offensive line was terrible. I mean, <laughs> it was just flat awful, and I don't understand how you can go and you fix and you they completely revamped and, re- and fixed the defense. It's the defense is good enough to win. You could probably win a Super Bowl with this defense if you had an offensive line. And for Jim Turner to say we're good and we're doing this this performance, nah, man, we're not good. We're not good at all. So anyway, that's that's my two cent rant on who I think is to blame. A lot of people want to blame Zach Taylor. You know, Zach Taylor this, Zach Taylor that, and I understand it all. A lot of it falls on him. And I'm not trying to apologize for Zach Taylor. I'm just trying to give you the facts. That's what I try to do here, as much of the facts as I can. And from everything that I've heard, that Jim Taylor said we were okay. You know, I don't know why he said we were okay. I don't know what Bobby Hart or Billy Price or anybody else did to make him think they were okay. I mean, me and Jeremy and Mike were talking about this yesterday that Billy... Billy Price, Bobby Hart, Fred Johnson, you know, they're good at backups. Well, Billy Price and Fred Johnson are were backups this year. Surflow started, you know. He didn't get to finish uh, the game, or, and he's on injured reserve. But your backups have got to be at least manageable and at least good enough to be a stopgap until the guy comes back. And obviously, they're not, you know. And I think I said, it's not just them because – Jonah Williams, like I said, he he's a rookie, but he's he's missed some assignments. The, they've missed blitzes up the middle. I mean, they just missed a lot of stuff. There's been way too many free rushers at Joe Burrow. Excuse me, Joe freaking Burrow. So anyway, that's my little two cent rant of where I think the Bengals should have done some stuff. You know, they should have went and at least addressed the offensive line a little bit more. You know, I understand you want to do the draft for defense. That's fine. Then sign somebody, you know, sign an offensive lineman. Get this better. All right. No, I got a question here. Hold on. Let me see. I got questions coming in. Let's hear Dennis. What do you got here? Uh, Okay. Why did the Bengals sign all the defensive players? Any same, any sane thinking person would have signed a heavy offensive line if they could, because you got to protect Joe Burrow. If you want, to, yeah, I mean, I, that's exactly what I was just saying, Dennis. I, I don't, I am not complaining about what they did on defense. 
at all. I'm just complaining about you have Joe Burrow and you got to protect him. And they didn't do anything. And like I said, they obviously are listening to their coaches. Amaruto wanted to change the scheme, change his players, change basically everything about the defense. And they did it. But Turner's like, ah, ah we're good. You know, we got Bobby Hart. We got Fred Johnson. We'll, we'll sign Xavier. It'll be good. It's obviously not. So if people want to be upset, to me, that's the guy you should be upset at. All right, got our question here. My boy, Jeremy Dane. Uh, did you get a chance to look at the play with AJ? If so, how do you feel about him doing that around these young players? Yeah, actually, I did, Jeremy. Uh, somebody on Bengals Nation, or I think it might have been you. I don't remember if you or somebody else posted on Bengals Nation where uh, you could see it. And, and, and there were some uh, – I can't remember what show I was watching, but somebody did call AJ out on him where basically he just kind of jogged up the field away, away from, you know, the play. Oh, I heard on the radio this morning. I think it was on maybe an NFL network. I can't remember. But anyway, he made, they said, oh, no, it was um, pro football talk. That's who it was. And uh, Mike Florio said that you can see A.J. Green made a, um, how do you put it? Not a conscious decision, but a, 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 a decision for his future, you know, that he wasn't going to run after that and try to take a chance to get injured. You know, and and try to stop the guy. I mean, he ran up the field, but he ran away from <laughs> where the the guy who intercepted the ball was at. And yeah, that's. I don't know what's up with AJ, man. I really don't, because that's not the AJ Green that I saw for the first seven years here in Cincinnati. I'm not sure what's happened. Um, I, like I said, I do think he's injured, and we talked about this on yesterday's show. For him, if he did say trade me, I watched the 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 video i can't tell if he says trade me or not but you're saying that so you want them trading you you don't think or so you're not injured i don't you know the whole that whole thing is just very very confusing to me okay facebook user the o-line is like a division two college football team and aj's heart is not in the team in this team no more yeah i i, I aj i mean like i said yeah by that effort that he gave to one, did not even tr- jump for the ball. Which I know he probably couldn't have caught it. I mean, it was way over his head, but at least not attempt to try to get it. And then when it got intercepted, just to run up the field and not really, you know, give a darn, you know, it was not good. And yeah, our, our line is now I'll put it to you this way. I don't think our line is as bad as they're looking. I, I, I do blame it on the coaching. I think, we're not coaching guys up or something for you, for these guys to miss free blitzers. I mean, nobody touches. There was one set of plays, three downs. I think it was the first half where the Ravens had multiple guys running straight at Joe Burrow. Nobody touched him. Nobody did anything, you know, nobody. And they went right at Joe Burrow. We didn't have a blocker in sight in sight to me. That's coaching. You know, that, if you're good enough to play in the NFL, which, by the way, if you are a crappy player in the NFL, you got to be pretty darn good to at least get snaps in the NFL. I mean, so I, I'll give it to you there. So you have to be athletic enough at least to get in front of the guy, you know? So to me, that's coaching. That's, and it could be Zach Taylor, but I, like I said, I put it more on the offensive line coach because it's not getting any better. And that, that's where I don't understand, you know, why Turner thought, the offensive line was okay. Nobody's ever 
asked him that. You know, everybody keeps asking Zach. Well, they listened to Amarito. They completely changed the defense. They listened to Jim Turner, and it's the same. I mean, same offensive line, same scheme, same everything. They didn't change anything. They they added the only guy. Okay, two guys. They added Jonah Williams, and they added Serafilia, which Serafilia is is hurt, unfortunately. So, all right. ZT is like a <laughs> division two college coach. Ah. See, I don't know. I, I I'm not willing to say that yet because I keep putting it to you this way. If you look, now I know it's Jacksonville, and I keep going back to that. But if you can get your offensive line up to par, and you got to be up to par to block the Ravens, to block the Squealers, excuse me, the Raptors and the Squealers. When they get there, I think our offense is going to be more like it was against Jacksonville in the 505 yards. I don't, we're not going to score 505 yards, you know, every game. You give Joe Burrow time. You give Joe Mixon <laughs> space to run the ball. You get Giovanni Bernard out there in open space. You know, we're going to do stuff. And I, I, that game, you know, I had a show. We had, we had two Bengals shows that week. Nobody said fire Zach Taylor then. Nobody complained about anything. You know, we get back to this week, you get our heads kicked in by the Ravens and everybody's, oh, you got fire Zach Taylor. Well, you got to remember what they did. You know, granted, the competition is nowhere close to the Ravens. But to me, if the Bengals get, I should say, when, because they better, get their offense line up to par to face the Raptors, to face the Squealers. That's what I think Zach's offense is going to look like and the Bengals' offense is going to look like. All right. uh, Rookie quarterback, rookie wide receiver, no O-line. AJ pulling this crap. It may be time to bench. Time to bench for AJ. Hate to say that, but at this point, play Tate. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that's what they did. I mean, now that's where I come back to. This all came out, I think, you know, when he said trade me after it came out that he couldn't play anymore, you know, because he was hurt. So that's where I just the whole trade me thing. Just I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if he said it or not. It just the time timing of it. And you're not playing because you're hurt. So nobody's going to trade for you, you know. (laughs) And yeah, I agree. Play Tate. I think Tate's. Done a good job. And look, if AJ's hurt this week and that's the effort he's going to give us, and maybe that's all he can give us. I mean, the the not running after the guy fumbling the ball is inexcusable. Uh, he, he can't, you know, I can't defend that one, <laughs> you know. But if he's hurt, sit him down, throw Ross out there, see what Ross has done, you know, could do. Because I still would like to see us get something out of Ross. I mean, I've had people message me like, you know, let's trade AJ Green and, and Ross for a, an offensive lineman, like, okay, let's live in reality here. You got John Ross, who's basically been a first-round bust. You got A.J. Green, who's older and hasn't really done anything in three years. I mean, legitimately, he has not done anything in three years for the Bengals. First seven years, seven-time Pro Bowler. Very great player. Last three years, nothing. Nobody is going to trade. They're not even going to give you a six-round pick for a guy who, one, A.J. can't stay healthy. Two, Ross can't seem to get open, run the right routes, and he gives up on plays. Those are three things right there that nobody's going to give you anything for, and especially an offensive lineman. So, you know. All right, Dennis, let's see here. Can you give me a real answer why the Bengals clipped Andy Dalton? I know you say it costs too much, but you're playing checkers. I'm playing 
I'm playing chest to help Andy, Dal Andy Dalton in the long run. All right, Dennis, we were talking about this before. Yeah, the reason the Bengals did not keep Andy Dalton is because he was a very high-priced, high-paid quarterback. You don't pay your backup quarterbacks that much money. They, unless they were planning on playing Andy Dalton and then working Joe Burrow in. That was never the plan. Their plan was always to put Joe Burrow in there. Now, obviously, they were thinking the offensive line would be a little better. I don't know why they were thinking that. But now, what they should have done is taken that money that they saved from uh, Andy Dalton and put it toward the offensive line. But they did put toward the defense. So that's the thing, too. You you can't pay, you know, a backup quarterback. Nobody pays a backup quarterback, you know, $5 million, $6 million, 10, whatever Andy Dalton was making. Nobody pays a backup quarterback that much. So if they were planning on keeping Andy and letting him play a couple games and then work Joe in, then yes, they would have kept him. But that was never the plan to do that. That's why they got rid of Andy Dalton. Uh, okay. Let's see here. Hold on. That should blow me up, buddy. Hold on. <clears throat> Trade the whole line to Ohio State for their O-line. <laughs> Problem solved. Yeah, sure. That would be great. I don't really think we can actually <laughs> make those trades. But yeah, that would be a good one. Uh... All right, let me get to let's see. Let's get to my Bearcats here. And you guys keep asking questions. I'll I'll, I'll get them up to but I, I want to get some under my Bearcats here. Since that Bearcats are coming off its lone bye week of the 2020 season. Now, depending on what poll you look at, they're either ranked eighth or tenth. The Bearcats are heading out on the road for the first time this season. They are traveling to Tulsa to face the Golden Hurricanes. Saturday, October 17th at noon. I know Ohio State fans are like, Ooh, Ohio, Golden Hurricanes. Well, that's what we're playing. Now, the Bearcats are 3-0. They are ranked 8th in the Associated Press poll and 10th in the USA Today poll. It's the first top 10 ranking for UC since the final poll of the 2009 season when the Bearcats were 4th in the AP poll and 9th in the Coaches poll. Now, I have a question for my Bearcats because I got this on Bearcat Country too as well. We this is the highest we've been ranked. Why does this not feel as exciting as 2009 did? Now, I know they're probably gonna say because nobody can go to the games, you know, none of that stuff. I agree with you on that. The other thing is, I think it has a lot to do with our conference that we're in. Back then, we were in the Big East and we had a lot of regional rivalries we had louisville we had west virginia those are two huge ones that we played we had pittsburgh you know we played for the keg and nails we played for the the river city uh what was that called the river city uh boat thing i don't know it was between uh the bearcats and and the uh and pittsburgh Th those were rivalry games those are big games i mean the only real exciting the two games i'll be like really excited to watch is central florida and memphis so you know i, I that's where i that's where i have a hard time with it's not the same it's, we're not as excited you know it's not it's not the same as it was in 2009 maybe we got spoiled i don't know all right jeremy i gave you a shot now you, you gotta go make fun of let's see aj green has lost all my respect no one wants him for 18 million dollars that he's stealing from us. Bearcats have a tough one. Uh, LOL. Tulsa. Hey, Jeremy, who's Ohio State playing this week? 
Who? Oh, that's right. They're not playing. So anyway. All right. Let's see here. Dennis, you got more questions for me. Uh, let's try. Let's go with this one here. Okay. I think AJ Green is acting like Terrell Owens. Not as bad, but he tries to weasel his way out since that. I mean, he'll, he'll be gone after this year. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, he's only got a one-year contract. They're not going to. They're not going to sign him. So, I mean, Weasel is way out. It, okay. It does it does him no good to – um. It, oh, man. Try to get this off here. It does AJ no good to act like this. I mean, he is – trying to click and talk at the same time. But, okay. It does AJ no good to act like this. He's in a free agent year. Um, Nobody wants him right now. It's going to be really hard for him to get a job. I'm not saying he won't, but he's not going to get paid like he has been. I mean, unless he starts stepping up. Um, so this these this temper tantrum, if that's what it was, this not showing effort for chasing the guy down, these are all things that other NFL teams will see. And if you want to get paid next year and you want to get a job, one, you got to be productive. Pr- productive. Two, you got to be available, you know? You know, the best ability is availability, as uh, Dave Lapham always says. And he hasn't been very available. He's been out there, but I still think he's hurt. And the thing is, he's been hurt for three years. So I think at this point, unless something changes, he's going to have a really hard time finding a job. So everybody's like, oh, you beat the baby. He's trying to get out of Cincinnati. Nobody's going to trade for him. <laughs> it's it's not, you know, he's not go- doing this. Acting like this does him no good. So I really don't think he's trying to get out of Cincinnati. I think he's hurt. I think he's extremely frustrated. And yeah, I'm not excuses, but the facts are there's nowhere for him to go. He wants to leave Cincinnati, finish the year out, and he can leave and go wherever he wants to be a free agent. So he's not worming his way out because nobody's going to trade for him. You know, if OBJ did this in Cleveland, yes, there'd be teams lining up to try to get him because OBJ is having a great year. But he's not. But AJ Green's not. So I don't think he's trying to weasel his way out. I think he's extremely frustrated. And I think he's hurt. So anyway, okay, I'll say here. Let's see here. We won't get nothing for AJ guys seventh round. Yeah, seventh round at best. Yeah, at at best, if that. Uh Bengals are looking at picking up Josh Klein at right guard. Where have you heard that at, Joe? And who is Josh Klein? Is I, I don't know who he is. I, I, I've heard of Joe Klein. He's a player for the NBA. But yeah, if you could clarify who Josh Klein is and and where you heard that at, that would be wonderful. Uh, just let you know, Hubbard isn't playing against the Colts. Yeah, yep, you're right, Mike. He is out. Um, hurt his elbow. It's <laughs> a long list of injuries. And that's the other thing too. Good teams. Um, where. I'll go back to what we were saying. You know, Fred Johnson, Bobby Hart should be backups. Well, I don't know if they'd be backups on really good teams because your backup has to be able to step up and play well. And if you look at the Bengals defense, how much, how many injuries have we had on there? And for the most part, our defense has kept us in games. The point of our defense this year, the biggest key that I could not wait to see was the rotation of Geno. DJ Williams, we have not seen that one single time this year because of injuries. But other than the Browns game where they they kind of ran over us, 
our our run stop and our defense has been pretty good. And the Browns, again, I'll still say we were in that game. We just need to score a little more. So that's the thing I'm saying is our offensive line is it's not even to me, it's not only our starters, it's our backups. We got to improve them too, because you're going to have injuries. And there's so many injuries this year. And I I really I think it's a lot of injuries because we had no preseason. They had no OTAs. They had nothing to get themselves ready for football. And I've said that a ton of times on the show. And that's across the board in the NFL. There's so many injuries of guys because you're not you're not letting you're not getting your body ready, excuse me, to play NFL football. All right. Dennis, you're on a roll here. I see here. I think the Bengals could use Andy Dalton as a crash test dummy until Burrow. This is why, you know, yeah. Well, the thing is, Dennis, for some reason, like I said in the beginning, the Bengals thought they had a good offensive line. If they didn't, they would have done something about the offensive line. And if they want to use somebody as a crash test dummy, as you said, then start Finley. <laughs> you don't need Andy Dalton to do that. You can put Finley out there and he can get hit just as hard as Andy Dalton would out there. So again, you don't pay Andy Dalton that much money to sit on the bench. If you want him to be a crash test dummy, you don't pay him $10 million to do it. You pay Finley. And that's who our backup quarterback is. So that could be eventually what happens. I mean, I, I know Jeremy was blowing up my phone saying they got to pull, pull him out, you know, the game against the Ravens. And I said, they're not going to because I don't know why. Yeah, because you're throwing a white flag, and the Bengals aren't going to throw a white flag. They're just not. They're competitors. They're not going to do it. I, I do think sometimes if you're getting your butt kicked like that, yeah, you should just throw a white flag. Say done. We're 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 done. You know, put put Finley out there and let's go. Uh, let's see here. Zachary, oh yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Uh, there you go. Here, Jeremy. Uh, it's amazing how we lost. Two of our best free agent high dollar signings, Bengals curse. Yeah, it, I mean, but I mean, it's a lot. There's lots of injuries. I mean, Dak Prescott just got injured with the Cowboys, and Andy Dalton steps up. That's why, like I said, this is the difference for some reason between our defensive coach and either our offensive coordinator or our offensive line coach. I don't know what it is because our offense in general has skilled players. We got wide receivers, we got quarterback, we got running backs. You know, we got that. The offensive line, we don't have. And our backups aren't even that good. All right, let's see here. Oops, hold on, Joey got here. He's a Cincinnati native. I posted the article on Bengals Nation. Okay, cool. I'll have to look it up. I, I don't, are they going to pick him up off the street? I haven't had a chance to look at the article. So if you did it here recently, I haven't had a chance to look at it. So I like since the, since the boys are good. Um, I mean, at this point, they need bodies. You know, they need bodies on the offensive line. You know, so and that's another thing. Okay, if they're going to bring this guy in, and they drafted a Denajai. Why are they not putting a Denajai out there? That's what I don't understand because they've hit on every, I mean, one thing. I will say about Duke Tobin, this has been one of his best drafts he's had in a while. He's hit on everybody, and that includes the linebackers who I was kind of, eh, I don't know. Cause Logan Wilson, I want him to draft an offensive lineman. And I mean, Higgins, I wanted them to draft an offensive lineman instead of Higgins. I love Higgins. I'm glad they drafted him, but I really wanted an offensive lineman, but 
They've hit on all of them except Adenajai. And I don't understand why he's not playing. What does he have to do? What, you know? Hey, Joe. Hey, he played, played for the Vikings. All right, cool. Now, this is what, okay, I agree with this Facebook user. It's the curse of Bo Jackson. I have said that for years. And if you guys don't remember the last playoff game not that, that the Bengals were in before they went on the to, before Marvin got here was the Bo Jackson game. And our last playoff win was against the Houston Oilers. That's how long ago it was. But we injured Bo Jackson. And ever since then, we went because we had the whole decade of the 90s. We all remember that. That was awful. And, you know, then we had the Marvel Lewis years, which were great, except we couldn't win a playoff game. So, yeah, I've always called it the curse of Bo Jackson. And hopefully, maybe we need to invite Bo to PBS someday. You know, and and just you know, give him a big group hug and say, you know, and bring Kevin Walker in because Kevin Walker's the one that tackled him. And, you know, just bury the hatchet and say, you know, we lift the curse. Bo Jackson, you lift. I lift the curse of Bo Jackson. <laughs> I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> Maybe that'll get us get us going. I, I don't know. But, yeah, I, I agree with you that, uh, yeah, it's the only thing I've come up with. Yeah, I, <laughs> I've said that for a long time. It's the curse of Bo Jackson. Oh man, great minds think alike, there, sir. Great minds think, or madam, whoever you are, it says Facebook user. All right, now I I spoke on this a little bit yesterday at the beginning of the show, but yesterday was mostly uh, talking Bengals, which we're talking Bengals now. But the Reds and baseball in general lost a legend on Sunday. You know, they lost Little Joe in my mind, the greatest second baseman to ever play the game. Now I just want to read. Uh, what Marty Brennan uh, released, I, don't, I saw it today. I don't know if he released it today or released it uh, Sunday or not, but this is what he had to say. Cincinnati lost a legend in Joe Morgan. Hall of Famer Marty Brennan released a statement. Now, here's a statement. I lost one of my dearest friends today. I, I've always been honored to say two of my closest friends in baseball were Joe Morgan and Pete Rose. And now Joe is gone. As baseball goes, he was the smartest man alive. He could have done anything he wanted in the game. Commissioner, manager, GM, you name it. I don't need to touch on his career as a player other than to say for two seasons, he was the best player in baseball I ever saw. More important than all of that, he was a great friend. He was a great friend. Now, their relationship started in 1974 and now it's over if you're my age it hurts so much more but the memories were so good joe pete and i had so many laughs so many good times god bless him god bless Teresa and his daughters the future will not be the same without him yeah and joe morgan i i, I agree with with marty he could have done anything i mean i I would have loved sometime for him to come and been the Reds manager. I think he would have done an awesome job, but he, I guess was smarter than that. He was on TV. Uh, a lot of people know him for Sunday night baseball. So if you guys got any thoughts or memories or anything about um, Joe Morgan, you can leave them on here and let's get back to the questions here. All right. You can tell me I'm crazy. Do you th think the Bengals have should have signed Mike Zimmer when he was a f was free and got rid of Marvin Lewis? Well, it was never free. 
I mean, Marvin Lewis is still the coach here. One thing I'll say, okay, I'll put it to you this way, Dennis. This is what I kind of thought they should have done. We had the time. We had um, Zimmer, and we had um, uh, Chucky's brother. My <laughs> kid. I hate when I draw blanks here. But we had both of them. He's the offense coordinator, and Zim was defense coordinator. What I always thought was maybe Marvin Lewis, I think, his, is very good at um, – picking players for the way they play football, not necessarily the character, because some of the stuff he, some of the guys he drafted, their characters weren't that great. But as far as evaluating players, Marvin was very good at that. I was kind of hoping that they would take Marvin, move him into the front office as GM or assistant or something like that, and have Zimmer or have, why can't I think of his name? Um, the other offense coordinator. Um, anyway, have one of those two be the head coach. Zimmer would have been great. I love Zim. I think he is a very good coach. I think he's proving it in Minnesota. I know they've gotten off to a bad start, but they've had some really good years. So I, that's, you know, I wish they could have done that. But the thing is, could have, would have, should have. They didn't. So anyway, Jeremy or Dennis, Jeremy agrees with you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Not sure why my picture's not coming up. My name's Scott Eamon. Almond. I really like your podcast. Thanks, Scott. I hope I said your last name right. Almond. I think that's right. Hey, I, I understand. My last name's Trinapole, so that's not easy to say either. <laughs> so I'm glad you enjoyed my podcast and enjoy the show. But uh, yeah, it's just I, I just I, I get tired of certain Bengals fans, and the first thing they want to do is. Well, we should have done this. Well, we should have done that. We should. Great. None of that we can do. We sh- like I said, we should. We should have. I'm saying we should have done more ne- with the offensive line. What I'm saying right now is you need to get rid of that offensive line coach. Is what I think. You know, they got assistants. They got somebody. They need a different voice. They need a different scheme. They need something because the schemes he's coming up with are not working. They didn't work last year. <laughs> They're not working this year. And if he's evaluating your talent on your offensive line, and that's who you're going to rely on, you're going to rely on the coach at that position, then you need to do a better job. If you say you can uh, coach him up, then coach him up. And if you don't, get out of here. You know, that's where we need to uh, to get rid of him, I think. Jay Gruden, that's it. Thanks. I don't know why I was having a brain cramp. I could not remember <sighs> Jay Gruden. All right, Dennis. Marvin Lewis had a one-year contract when uh, Zimmer's contract was up. Right. Yeah, exactly. You're right. So, yeah, they, they could have switched, but they didn't. So, I agree with you that that's something they could have done, should have done, didn't do. I was hoping they would do, but they didn't. So, we have to deal with what we have right now. And I am, and people are on Zach Taylor, and I am, I'm not saying that he is the man, but I just – Want everybody to base it on what the offense looked like against Jacksonville. I know Jacksonville is not that good, but my point is when, because I think the Bengals are going to really concentrate on the offensive line this this offseason, when they fix it and they can block these guys and they can give Joe Burrow time to throw the ball and they give Joe Mixon time to run the ball and hold to run the ball through, I think our offense is going to look more like that 
than it has when he doesn't have that. Because the thing is, when you don't have time to throw the ball, you're making cuts in the back backfield. It's hard to me to judge the offensive line. It's a problem before the season started. Before the season started, like I said, I knew it. You knew it. The offensive line was bad. I was hoping I was wrong. I'm praying I was wrong. I said that in this offseason. I said, you can go back and watch my shows. I said it. I was hoping I was wrong. Unfortunately, I wasn't. I would have loved to have been wrong. But that's, to me, where Turner needs to go. (laughs) He's been our offensive line coach for two years, and we've had two crappy years of the offensive line. And I know we don't have the players. But when you're missing assignments over and over and over and over again, that's coaching. You know, to me, it's coaching. You got at least to have the guys in the right spots, at least. All right, Dennis here. What do you got? Uh, the Beatles. They're they're a two best coaches. I can't read that. I don't know what you're saying, Dennis. Sorry. Uh, uh I think the Bengals put on a show Sunday. We can beat the Colts. Looking to be optimistic Tuesday. Yeah, I, dude. Honestly, we were talking about this yesterday. I think after show. Okay, I think the Colts messed up. The, the guy they should have traded for or signed was Andy Dalton. Phil Rivers has been done for a couple years out in L.A., San Diego. He hasn't been that good in a while, and I think it's it's showing. Now, Frank Wright liked him. He's a friend of his. That's why they signed him. But I think they made a huge mistake in signing Phillip Rivers. Now, if the Bengals can get pressure on Phillip like they've done, like they got pressure on Lamar. Yeah, they only sacked him once, but they kept him in the pocket. Now, we also have to qualify that with Lamar was hurt. You know, I don't think he's, he could run like he usually does, I think. But they, either way, the Bengals kept him in the pocket, and they kept pressure on him. And there's a couple of times where Lamar had no place to throw the ball. So that gives me hope that we can do the same thing against the Colts. Now, the Colts have a good defense, too, but it's not a defense like the Ravens. It's not a defense like the Ste- the Squealers. Excuse me, the Ratbirds and the Squealers. It's not a defense like theirs. So I think we've I think we've got a, a chance. Let's see here. Duh, 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 duh. Jags beat the Colts, didn't they? Uh, they might have. I don't honestly, I don't. I don't know, but hey, we beat the Jags, so <laughs> therefore we can be we can beat the Colts. <laughs> Let's see here. The Browns beat the Colts, so we can too. Yeah, and I mean, it's a winnable game. There are winnable games out there. I don't think we're going to go two and fourteen. I mean, the biggest thing is they got to bring. And like I said, like the guy said earlier, I forgot forgot your name already. Sorry, but the Bengals are are trying to bring in another offensive lineman. They're not going to stop looking. I mean, that's they know they messed up, <laughs> and that's where I'll be surprised if Jim Turner is the offensive line coach moving forward. I you know I I I don't see how you can keep him when it's this glaring of a problem, and I will. Stick with this. If we had a halfway decent offensive line, we would, I'm not saying make a push for the playoffs, but we'd be at least be in the race. We wouldn't be one, three, and one, or whatever our record is right now. We would be at least manageable and better. And, and, and Joe Burrow, and the thing that's going to kill me is every time about Hubbard, Hubbard, whatever his name is out in, in, in LA, uh, he's having this great year. He's an awesome rookie quarterback. Okay, Joe Burrow threw for 300 300 yards, three consecutive games. If we had 
if we were winning, he would get more press. Now I know the Chargers aren't winning, but they're in LA, and it's oh, it's LA, you know. So we gotta we gotta really, you know, promote them and yada yada yada. You know, it, it's it's the whole Bengal curse. We don't get you know, we don't get our props ever. You know, so that goes back to something I was going to bring up earlier, and I, I actually missed it. Here it is. When I said that, I think I said this. Carlos Dunlap is, I don't know if I said it or not, but I'll say it now. Uh, we're about to have a Bengals franchise record go down. Carlos Dunlap is one sack away from Eddie Edwards' franchise record of 83 and a half career sacks. Now, if there is a Bengals ring of honor, Carlos Dunlap would be, be in it. And if Carlos Dunlap played for any other team than the Bengals, he would probably be considered a Hall of Famer. I don't know if he'd make it, but he'd at least be considered. He's not even going to be considered now. And that's where it drives me nuts. The Bengals need to promote more of their players. We could have so many guys in the – we should have more than one guy. You know, we don't promote the past. And the narrative of this team has never won, it's never been any good, it's not true. <laughs> in the 70s, we were a pretty good team. In the early 70s, they were a pretty good team. The problem is they had the Squealers, who was a great team, and there wasn't that many teams that made the playoffs. So you had that problem. So that's why I think Ken Riley, Ken Anderson, Eddie Edwards, these guys, Isaac Cur Curtis, these guys, you forget about them. You know, and the Bengals don't do anything to promote their players, their past players, their history, their heritage. You know, there is a very good history and heritage in Cincinnati football in the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, let's see here. Hey, Bungle Fever, what's up? You uh, you're always commenting on uh. My on my show after the show. Okay. If we could stop Jonathan Taylor, I can see us winning Sunday. Yeah. I like I said, I, I'm not saying we're going to, but I mean, if you guys watched the show last week, I never really thought I didn't think we we're gonna beat the Ravens. I didn't. I didn't think we were gonna get blown out. <laughs> you know, I thought we'd at least be competitive like we've been in every game. But that that defense is is ridiculous and the, the blitz schemes and people dropping off, and it's you know. And like I said, Joe Burrow's a rookie quarterback. Jonah Williams is a rookie uh, right guard. That's where your coaches have got to coach him up. Uh, anyway. All right. Uh, Jeremy Dean. No playoffs in Cincy. Cincy. Period. We can all move past that, but we can still enjoy our three to six wins. And that's the thing. I mean, the thing is this year, and I've said this on our Bengals Nation shows, we have to look at the positives of this team and positive things that are moving forward. Positives are we got ourselves a really, really good quarterback. And we have ourselves a pretty darn good defense that we fixed in one year. So if the Bengals concentrate, like I said, on the offensive line, like they did the defense, we could be a playoff team next year. Now, I think you got to fix the offensive line. We got to get a deep threat. You know, you got to get somebody to take the, the top off the defense. Those are two big things. And if we're going to drop, like me and Jeremy were talking yesterday, if we're going to uh, draft in the top five, which most likely we will, everybody keeps talking about the, the offensive lineman from Oregon. I have not seen him play, so I cannot really talk about him. I don't know. I mean, as soon as Oregon starts playing, <laughs> I will watch him because I want to see him play because everybody keeps talking about him. By the time the draft comes around, we'll find out if he's, uh, you know, worth a, a number one or a first round pick. If he's there and he's worth it, then yes, I say the Bengals are drafting. But like Jeremy said, 
we've drafted a boy. He we've drafted Billy price and we've missed. So the Bengals might be kind of gun shy on that. They might be more willing to, to draft a wide receiver who is a proven commodity. John Ross was not proven. I, they drafted him because he's fast. You know, I never heard of John Ross until they drafted him. So I, that, the whole thing and Marvin Lewis never played him. <laughs> So I don't think Marvin Lewis ever wanted to draft John Ross in the first place. Anyway, the point I'm saying is they're going to have an opportunity to fix this next year, you know, in the offseason, like they did this past offseason. So you just got to, as Bengals fans, we can't judge it on wins and losses this year because we're going to have more losses than wins. It's a fact. You got to judge it on the defense. Did our wide receivers get better? Did our offensive line improve at all? <laughs> And Joe Burrow, you know, how, how is Joe Burrow doing and that doing? And that's what I, I can't wait to see the last game of the season. When we play the rap birds again, I want to see how much Joe has grown from that game this past Sunday to the next game. I think we're going to see a big difference. Now, if he's getting sacked seven times, you know, it might not be that big. Uh, let's see here. What do you got? Hey, I don't know what you're in there. Uh, the Bengals say no heritage history of losing because one time long ago, the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, they went to the Super Bowl twice. I'm not talking about just the Super Bowl, Dennis. I'm talking about playoff runs. I'm talking about our our players that we had. Go, go If you have a chance, go look up Bengals history. Go look, at, go look them up and see the players that we had and the records they had in the early 70s. They were pretty good. They weren't bad at all. Like I said, stupid squealers were in our way. So anyway, all right, guys, I hope you've enjoyed the show. And I do this every day live at five, Monday through Friday, right here on my YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. And I've been putting it on Bengals Nation and Bearcat Country because those are the two groups I got with the most, <laughs> the most viewers, most people on there. So if you guys are watching it on there, do me a favor, go over to YouTube, get yourself a subscription. It's free. Subscribe to my show. And every time I do one of these shows, or I, sometimes I do some two cent rants, I just, you know, do a video of. And I like to try to do more videos. I'm trying to. It's kind of hard sometimes. I got a job. <laughs> and this is kind of like my hobby. So, anyway, that's where I'm at. But I invite you guys to join these Facebook groups that I help run. And Jeremy and Mike uh, help run them too. Uh, actually, they're Mike's groups. We just help Mike run them to be honest. They're his groups. Uh, but it's Bengals Nation, Bearcats Country, Reds Country, and Cyclones Country. And like I said, I ask you to follow me, guys, on my YouTube channel, on all my social media platforms. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'll be putting this on the podcast later on tonight. So if you're watching it on there, I, I did something different. I, I, I thought I just added it to Apple Podcast, but then I'm looking on Spotify and my new my show from yesterday wasn't up, so I I'm not sure what I did. So I know it's on Apple Podcasts now. Um, I'm hoping it's getting on back on Spotify and and uh, Podbeam, Bean, and all that. But uh, I'm not really sure what happened. So anyway, but follow me on those. Give me a five-star review. Like I said, YouTube subscribers, we're doing awesome. You guys, tell your friends about me. Get my subscribers up. I would greatly appreciate it. I'm at 661 subscribers. Tomorrow's Wednesday. I usually do a hump day, sports hump day. You know, it's kind of like, what's that thing that's getting you over that 
hump to slide into your sports weekend. You guys got any ideas? You can message me on any of my social media platforms or message me down below after the show. And other than that, it's been a fun broadcast. I am, am very happy that all you guys joined me today. A lot of fun, a lot of good conversation. And that's just sports, baby. See you guys.